Joining us right now, Jason Longshore. Uh, literally, I leave the dream game after calling the game yesterday. I'm in the in the car, and Atlanta United scores. And Jason, I got to tell you, kudos. I, I I'm cracking up in the car because Jason basically said, "If you're scared, get a dog." After we scored that <laughs> second second uh, goal, which put us up the uh, and and Atlanta United wins by the way two 0 yesterday against Philly. Was this their best performance of the season? It's up there. I mean, there's there's some others like the Portland game at home where the offense was really firing, but this one on the defensive side and, and just doing the dirty work that that you have to do to beat teams like Philadelphia. Something that I've kind of zeroed in on over this past month or so is blocks and. and Look, when you look at the overall numbers defensively for Atlanta United, let's get past the number of goals they've conceded. We've tried to figure out why. I know we've talked about it a bunch of times here. It's not easy to break down because they're not giving up a lot of shots. They're not giving up a lot of possessions in the attacking third. But something that jumped out to me as I started tracking it is blocks, blocking shots, blocking passes. They're last in the league, and it's usually around less than seven per game. Yesterday it was 13, and you look at a performance like Juano Parata, which is not going to show up on the stat sheet in a big way, but in the middle of that back line, block four shots, a Marsadich in the midfield. And again, somebody's not going to show up on the stat sheet and get into the man of the, the, the player of the match day, the team of the match day kind of conversation around the league. But he blocked two shots. He had three interceptions. They did that kind of stuff. And most importantly, they got the first goal. And that goal came a little differently than maybe we're accustomed to. The long ball over the top, which against Philadelphia, you can look for that and sometimes find it. They did draw the foul. Correct call to not give the penalty. The foul was on the outside. And Thiago Almada does... Thiago Almada things, and that gets you started in the right way. But the the gritty defensive effort is what got the win. Jason Longshore at Longshoe, S-H-O-E, Longshoe, on the uh, Twitter. To your two stars here, quick questions. One, how is Yorgos? Do we have any update on his hamstring? No, it's way too early. We probably won't know until at least the middle of the week. Um, what concerned me about it is, I mean, hamstring injuries, generally you see somebody pull up and, you kind of know what's going on. This one, I didn't see an obvious issue as he was sprinting in on another ball over the top. But afterwards, I I was watching him, and he was just so frustrated, looking to the sky, throwing his arms out, and then he went down. I hope that the, I think, very obvious reaction from him is frustration, not because it was a more severe injury or anything. I hope it's just, he's just, it just drives him crazy that he's had this recurring issue, and hopefully it's a short period of time, but we won't know until later in the week. All right, so second star is Almada. You mentioned Almada doing Tiago things here. Did he make himself some money with that, uh, with that uh, play that he made on the free kick? And, and if so, did we see him make Atlanta United some money, and are we back to, okay, he's, he's going to be in uh, – Europe so soon? Is that where we're at? Well, nothing's changed with that. I mean, if if that goal added some extra dollars to whatever the price tag is going to be, that's a good thing for everybody involved, whether it's Thiago Almada, his representation, Atlanta United. 
the league as a whole. I think, you know, when Tiago goes, it's going to be a record sale, in my opinion, and everyone will benefit from it. But he had not lost the opportunity to go to Europe before that, and nothing has dramatically changed. Uh, rumors are going to be rumors, and right now there's some new rumors out there about Manchester United Manchester City. Give it a couple of days, and you'll probably hear Liverpool and Chelsea's names linked, and then you'll probably hear – uh, Milan and, and another club, and it's just that's how these things go. I don't know what the timeline is going to look like. You know, is he going to go to Europe at some point? Absolutely. Is it going to be this year? I don't know if it's a guarantee. Is there a possibility that he is sold to a European club and he doesn't leave until after the MLS season? Yeah, and I think the later this goes, the stronger that possibility becomes because – if a, a club in Europe purchases his contract and they're already into their season, if, if the deal doesn't get done until August, for example, or they've completed their preseason and they've kind of got their rotation and their starting lineup and who's going to come off the bench, it might be better for them to leave him in Atlanta, finish the season, and then join them in midseason. That's happened actually quite a bit here lately with moves from this hemisphere to Europe. So every possibility is still on the table. Um, the more great performances that he has, the more interest he will get. Also, the more rumors will pop up about it as well. Jason, with seeing what Miles Robinson is doing with the national team, does it lessen the concerns about his injury situation? Yeah, he's back. So it seems like it was a minor thing with the Nations League final that he missed. Uh, missed one game in Gold Cup, was on the bench for the second game, didn't play. It was a comfortable win. Played yesterday. I don't think there's any concerns going forward, and he probably will, will start or be the first center back off the bench for the rest of the Gold Cup, and hopefully the U.S. can go on and win that and do uh, two trophies this summer. All right, Jason Longshore joining us on Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92 on the game. Jason, uh, Joseph scored again this weekend. Um, Joseph, with uh, reunited with Tata and with that, what's that other dude's name that's coming over to the league? Um, yeah, that dude. I'm not sure. Um, is that going to be an unstoppable force, Messi, Joseph, and Tata together? Well, Joseph's got to play consistently, and he didn't do that in the first part of the season. He did get a goal over the weekend. Um, I think he's on four for the season, if I'm not mistaken. Um does he hold up? You know, does he get the kind of service that he's looking for when that team's going to be based around somebody else? And that's going to be the question mark is getting a lot of big personalities into the mix and, and making sure the chemistry is good. And I'll be really curious to see how all of it shakes out. Uh, we've heard Sergio Busquets going to Miami. They've teased it. I don't think a deal has been officially signed, but all but agreed upon at this stage. There's probably going to be more moves. Uh, we just don't know what Miami's going to exactly look like and how long it's going to take to come together. The thing for Miami, though, you can have Messi, you can have Busquets. If, if Joseph is scoring goals, that's all great. Their defense is going to be an issue. And when you have Joseph with his mobility at this stage in his career after the knee injury, Messi's not known for his defense. Sergio Busquets, as a six, is great on the ball, one of the best defensive midfielders on the ball that we've ever seen in this game. Being a strong defender is not necessarily his strong suit. So you're getting better in the attack, but maybe worse in the, the defense. So 
you might see a lot of shootouts in Miami, which I don't know if anybody's necessarily going to complain about except for Miami if the results don't go their way. Jason Longshore, a host of Atlanta Soccer Tonight, also Atlanta United analyst. Um, we move on to Montreal, but we're going to be a little shorthanded, right? I mean, we, we do have a couple of yellow card situations working for Atlanta United, right? Yeah, one out with Franco Ibarra on a yellow card suspension, and, and I thought that yellow yesterday was a reputation yellow. It's his second foul of the game. Um, really frustrating when you see things like that, and it affects accumulation and it affects suspensions. So who will be the, the defensive midfielder of the six for Atlanta and Montreal? Uh, it's a good question because Santiago Sosa is back from injury. Played a little bit yesterday. Osvaldo Alonso has been adding minutes every time he's come out. Is he ready to start? You're also going to get Jay Fortune back from Trinidad and Tobago's national team as they were eliminated from the Gold Cup. He can play the six. He's generally played as the eight, the other central midfielder for Atlanta United with the first team as he was playing before he went to the, the national team duty. Can he drop a little bit deeper? Possibly. Mateus Hosechu can play a little bit deeper as well. So that's really the biggest question going into Montreal alongside Yorgos Yakimakis' hamstring. Mm. Great job, Jason. Looking forward to seeing what they do against Montreal. Enjoy your 4th of July week. And, uh, hey, man, we'll talk to you uh, next week. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.